Paul Rigger of Florida True Crime Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Curtis. Hiccups are caused by involuntary contractions of your diaphragm. The muscle that separates your chest from your abdomen plays an important role in breathing. Now, this involuntary contraction causes your vocal cords to close very briefly, which produces the characteristic sound of a hiccup. So as a health reporter at Channel 25, I did a story with a guy who had the hiccups for like three months. He was a mess. And in one of my sound bites with him, he says, I woke up from a coma and I had the hiccups. Sorry. It's bad. So (laughs) it's a pain. What do you do for the hiccups? Stand on your head and blow bubbles. Sip on ice cold water. Bite on a lemon or taste vinegar. Hold your breath. Eh, none of them work. So on this episode of Full Rigor, I'm going to tell you about a Florida woman whose nonstop hiccups for five weeks made her an internet sensation because everybody wanted to help her stop the hiccups and they all came up with remedies. She became a media darling. She was basking in the limelight of having the hiccups nonstop. She was on the Today Show. She was everywhere. She became a superstar because she had the hiccups. And um, she tried everything to stop them, by the way. You know, there's all kinds of remedies for hiccups, like holding your breath, trying sugar, peanut butter, breathing into a paper bag, having people scare you. Boo! I think that's what Kamala Harris does to Joe Biden. She's like, I'm sorry, I thought you had the hiccups. I want to be clear. I'm not going nuts. I don't know. If you have a hiccup remedy, please find me on Instagram at Full Rigor Podcast and send me a message because I'm curious if you have one. But she was known as the hiccup girl, Jennifer Me, for her long-lasting case of hiccups. She appeared on national American television shows like the Today Show many, many, many times. But she went from being a media darling to running away and then... She was arrested for first-degree murder. What? Here's an interview with me when she was 23 years old with ABC Action News. I got cased up with the wrong crowd of people, really. Um, Unfortunately, when I started experimenting with drugs, I just felt like I was invincible to everything. Most kids think they're bulletproof and nothing bad can happen, but it can. I felt like a lot of it was due to manipulation and being brainwashed, so to speak. Me says that she was not sleeping for days because she was taking drugs like ecstasy, cocaine, and pot all at the same time. So she was super, super high and not thinking straight. And she made bad choices, especially in men. Her boyfriend was bad news and so was his friend. And she says that those two guys talked her into luring a guy she met online to a vacant house to roll him, get his money so they can buy drugs. But apparently she planned it. And she said she didn't know that the plan included a gun. In my mind, I was like, what do you mean you killed him? He was like, he's dead. And from there, it just seemed like everything unraveled. To this day, I still truly don't know and understand what took place for them to do what they did. And in Florida, if someone dies during the commission of a crime, everyone involved is just as guilty of murder. So say you're at a bank robbery and you're the driver of the car and three guys go in to rob the bank and during the bank robbery, they shoot the teller. 
and then they run out and you drive away, you, the driver, can also be charged with first-degree murder of the teller. And get this, in Florida, the guy who pulled the trigger inside the bank can turn state's witness and testify against the other people, both in the bank and you in the car, and you could end up getting the death penalty while he gets 20 to life because he cooperated. So, in 2007, when Mi was 15 years old, she gained international fame when she developed her case of uncontrollable hiccups. <coughs> At one point, she claimed to be hiccuping 50 times a minute. So, you know when you have the hiccups like that? You can't even sleep. The guy I interviewed that woke up from the coma and had the hiccups, he was unable to sleep for three months. Apparently, he had a drinking problem and his pancreas was abscessed and it was rubbing against his diaphragm. And that was the reason that he was in the coma and the reason that he had the hiccups. He had like dark rings under his eyes. It's the worst thing ever. <laughs> Truly. So that would be annoying, but probably not as annoying as me actually playing the hiccup sound effect every other second. So I'll stop. So back to me. Yeah, enough about me. What do you think about me? It's all about me. It's all about me. No, let's talk about her. The hiccup girl, Jennifer Me, with two E's. The national media was falling all over itself and competing to book her for their morning shows, and they compared her hiccups to the world record for sneezing. Well, excuse me! And, of course, the causes and treatment of her condition were disputed, but her popularity as an Internet search item was long-lasting. Her search for a hiccup cure included ingesting sugar, peanut butter, breathing into a bag, having people scare her. The hiccups were stopped finally after me was treated with drugs normally prescribed to patients with Tourette's syndrome. What is Tourette's syndrome? It's a condition of the nervous system that causes people to have tics like sudden twitches, movements, or sounds. Sometimes people can swear unavoidably. What the I want to be clear. I'm not going nuts. And they do it repeatedly. People who have tics cannot stop their body from doing these things, like hiccuping. So perhaps, for example, a person might be blinking over and over, or a person might make a grunting sound unwillingly. I worked with a sportscaster who had Tourette's and he would slam his mouth shut really loud and his teeth would crash together and it would scare me half to death, but he would never do it on the air. It was very strange. <laughs> and here's Jennifer Me in court with her attorney. He's trying to argue that she should be released on bond and you can hear her sobbing and hiccuping in the background. There simply is nothing to indicate that Miss Me presents a flight risk or that she would, with the conditions that we've proposed and any others that the court would add, would in any way uh, present a threat to the community. And here's the victim's cousin who explained to the court that he was in a great mood before he was shot dead. He was going to go on a date. He just thought he was going on a date. Just a young college kid grinning ear to ear, about to go on a date, just happy as could be. Meanwhile, Jennifer's attorney says, hey, she just hooked up with the wrong crowd. We know that Miss Me, uh, as the parents testified, has a history of being someone who uh, can be manipulated. So were her crying and hiccups for real in the courtroom? Or was it planned? Of course not. I mean, that's, 
offensive to suggest that um, she's going to plan to uh, uh, come in with hiccups. And I think any medical expert will tell you that's not something that can be faked. And get this, Mee's family actually sued the maker of the hiccup medicine because they used a picture of her in their advertising. She was like the poster child for this medication. So obviously the Tourette's medication isn't really working well because she still has the hiccups while she's in court. And right after she contracted the hiccups while sitting in science class in school, she started complaining about other symptoms too. I get really bad chest pain, abdominal pains, throat pains, back pains. It's unbelievable. We've been keeping her spirits up, keeping her smiling, but when she starts hurting and starts crying, that's when it breaks my heart, so there's nothing I can do for her. But I've been to um, neurologists, pediatricians, um, cardiologists to get MRIs, CAT scans, blood work, everything. We've tried a tablespoon of peanut butter, um, tablespoons of sugar, um, mustard, um, or some other ones. Gallons of water. Lots of water. Somebody told me to smoke marijuana, take a hit of marijuana, that would help. Yeah. But you're not going to go that route. Oh, oh definitely not. <laughs> nope, she's going to wait four years for that. She's going to hook up with the wrong guy, start doing cocaine, pot, and ecstasy. So me continued to get media attention after her hiccups stopped. And in June of 2007, she ran away from home. And it was reported in the newspaper. So she continued to gravitate toward the spotlight. She liked it. Because after she was cured, she was no longer a media curiosity. So she started to date a man named Lamont Newton. And she had a plan to find robbery victims online and set them up. And me recruited Newton and another friend, Laron Rayford, which by the way, death row, the prison in Florida is in Rayford. Spelled the same way. And she recruited these two guys, her boyfriend and his friend, to help her rob victims. So in 2010, me met up with a 22-year-old man she met online, and she lured him to a vacant home, and the two friends of me's robbed and shot the guy. They got 50 bucks in the robbery and the murder. So as I said, under Florida law, you're just as responsible as the person who pulled the trigger. So the victim she met online, his name was Shannon Griffin, and she led him to the back of the vacant house where the two guys were waiting. And apparently they surprised him, but he fought back. And they were waiting with a 38 caliber handgun. She says she didn't know they had a gun. The victim was shot four times, but police did not know which suspect did the shooting, which is a problem. When you don't know who fired the gun, you can end up with an acquittal for both. So don't blame me. I didn't do it. It was them, me said. Now, the victim died. Me, Rayford, and Newton all lived together, and they were arrested within hours of the crime. And apparently, according to a sergeant, Sergeant Skinner, with the St. Petersburg Police Department, me and her accomplices actually admitted to their involvement in the crime. She was mitigating it, saying, well, it was my idea, but I didn't know they were going to have a gun. So prior to the trial, Me's lawyer, his name was John Travina, offered to have her plead guilty in exchange for a 15-year sentence. But one of Mee's accomplices, Laron Rayford, was offered a sentence of 40 years in exchange for a guilty plea, and he rejected that deal. Bad idea. But during the trial, the prosecution played a recording of a jailhouse phone call between me and her mom. This call may be recorded or monitored. I have a free call from... Jeffrey. An inmate at Pinellas County Jail. I mean, can you just imagine waking up to this phone call? Hello, Jennifer. What's going on? I'm in jail. Why are you in jail? From the murder in the first degree. 
Who'd you kill? Her mom's not like WTF. She's like, who'd you kill? Well, the family they charged me with murder because I set everything up. It all went wrong, but it just went downhill after everything happened. Mom, who are you trying to kill, Jennifer? Nobody. It wasn't even supposed to happen like that, Mom. Well, something happened. Obviously, Jennifer, you're in jail. It was me, Martin, and Ron, all right? The dude on my mobile they talk about you want to ask, all right? So I told him to come meet me over at the park where I where you used to stay at. And the boys brought him into the little alley thing, and the mom pulled the gun out on him. And the guy went to go reach for the gun and pull the barrel. And, mom, go call you when I can because I heard go. Mom, it's trying to make visitation, please. What is visitation, Jennifer? You got to call in the morning and make one. Where are you at, Clearwater Jail? Yes, ma'am. I mean, that, my friends, is unconditional love. A mother's love for her daughter, no matter what. It was hoping that she would rescue me. Also, experts testified that Mee's DNA was found on the victim's shirt. Mm, that's a problem. Ties her to the crime. Mee's lawyer offered that his client was a schizophrenic. And then the judge ordered a psychological evaluation, but... It was determined that me was competent to stand trial. So, remember the medication? The Tourette's medication for the hiccups? Her attorney got another bright idea. Use the Tourette's as a defense. After all, she took medication that treats Tourette's syndrome. She had Tourette's, therefore, she came up with a murder plot. I don't get how a tick can cause you to plan a robbery or murder. Guilty of murder in the first degree as charged. So in 2013, Mee was found guilty of first-degree murder and sentenced to life in prison without parole. So out the window went the guilty plea in exchange for 15 years. Like I said, she's got like a 1% chance of ever getting out of prison. And her co-defendants, Laron Rayford and Lamont Newton, were also convicted of first-degree felony murder and sentenced to life in prison. Mee's attorney made a motion for a new trial, but it was denied she is in there for good. I think, me personally, I feel would be fair is at least 20 years. I do. Because, yes, somebody's life was taken. Somebody's a loved one. Somebody's child. So she thinks she deserves 20 years, and she keeps praying to God. I can't put nothing past God, but I've been locked up since I was 19. I can't stop fighting. I have a family that wants me home. So, of course, Jennifer Me was looking for a lesser charge, like accessory to murder or manslaughter, but she didn't get it. And the mother of the victim, now we've been calling him Shannon, but the mom calls him Shannon. Anyway, here's what she had to say after the guilty verdict. We've always wanted it to be about the victim, who is Shannon Griffin. And it, it's not about, the. it's just, you know, just too much right now because we are still grieving and we just want wanted it to be about him. It's been a long journey. It's been almost three years. It's It's been a struggle, and we're just really grateful to the state for pushing this through. So today, Jennifer is serving hard time. She'll never get out. In maximum security at Lowell Correctional, that's for her own protection because of her notoriety. And in her cell block, she's behind bars with 50 of the most violent female criminals in Florida. And I'm just like... This is a nightmare. You know what I mean? And then there's other days where it's just like, it is what it is. Keep praying, Jennifer, me, because you know what? Sirhan Sirhan, the guy that killed Robert F. Kennedy, might get out on parole because the parole board found that Sirhan Sirhan, he's now 77, no longer poses a threat to society. 
noting that he was enrolled in more than 20 programs, including anger management classes, Tai Chi, and Alcoholics Anonymous meetings. So just join up with those programs and maybe Florida will let you out. I mean, if they're going to free a guy that killed a Kennedy, why not you? So what's the moral of this story? Don't drive the getaway car. And don't date a bum. And don't get the hiccups. Okay, I know I promised not to play the hiccup drop again, but I did. I'm sorry. (laughs) But that wraps up this episode of Full Rigor. Thank you so much for listening to me and my hiccups. And don't forget to check me out on Instagram at Full Rigor Podcast. Give me five stars. Please download, subscribe. You'll find this podcast basically on every available podcast platform. I've got 130 episodes so you can binge listen to me. Just take a whole weekend. That would be great. I would love it. But thanks again. And until next time. Full Rigor.